0: Hey there! Welcome back to the How Do You Health podcast. I'm Allison, and we are coming at you—you you not live. I was going to say live. We're not live. This is a podcast. Uh, We recorded the podcast live, though, on Facebook and Instagram. We are Mendoza Sports and Wellness on Facebook and MSW underscore Lounge on Instagram. Uh, Whenever we record these podcasts, we have like three or more phones going at any given time to get the audio for this and um, as well as uh, film on both of those platforms. So today our guest is Shanti Kelly. Shanti is super cool Uh, we had a really interesting conversation with her had a lot of fun learning about uh, being more intuitive with yourself and um, I don't know things just get really deep and her and Jonathan really took it away here so um, I think I'll let them go at it uh, in this actual podcast Uh, a couple of things first This show is brought to you by Slenderella, the fat-burning liver detox vitamin blend shot and IV liquid, I guess, liquid, Uh, yeah, yeah, it's minerals and vitamins and amino acids, it's all good stuff, all natural, we are completely uh, picky when it comes to our supplements, and Slenderella is one that all three of us at MSW Lounge use daily or weekly, uh, depending on what form we're getting it in. It's also brought to you by Flabs to Fitness, an online fitness and nutrition coaching store specializing in 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. We also are brought to you by Hemp 360, HEMP360. And if you use the code Flabs to Fitness25 at checkout, you will get 25% off of your purchase on hemp360.com. That code, again is FLABS. T O F I T N E S S 2 5. Use that code at checkout. You get 25% off of your purchase if you use it by midnight tonight, which is October 15th. So get in there, get some good body care stuff, skincare stuff. I love their face masks. I just reviewed them on Flaps to Fitness. Uh, but yeah, so those are our people today. One more thing, guys. Uh, just I, I hate having to, to ask for stats and stuff, but if you could take a quick minute and just rate our podcast on the um, iTunes podcast app, if that's where you're, you're um, listening to us, that would help us reach more people, be ranked higher on the, the health category, and more people can find out about all this stuff. So we would really appreciate if you could just give us a five-star review. Um, I'm actually going to begin reading those so our first review today comes from Terry Means, and um, uh, this user says, nurses are the backbone of our healthcare. care. Um, I encourage everyone to visit MSW Lounge, such a passionate, educated team and vitamin shots that take your health and well-being to the next level. So Terry Means, thank you so much for that awesome review. We really appreciate it. And guys, just share the podcast. If there's someone that you think would be interested in what we're talking about, please um send it send it this their way uh you can send it on itunes we're on soundcloud too we're working on getting on several other platforms as well um so just thanks so much for your support hope you enjoy the show welcome to episode five of the how do you Health podcast we have shanti here with us today and of course dr jonathan mendoza how's it going guys good how are y'all good Yeah, good. Shanti, did you find us okay? I did, yeah. Yeah? Uh Awesome. Okay, well, these guys are putting on a really good show right now. They were just having a really awesome conversation, so I think we should just dive into it. Yeah. Um, John, what do you want to talk with Shanti about today?
1: So, I was asking Shanti about her being a certified yoga therapist, which Mm -hmm. is very uh, unique because you don't have a lot of certified therapists. I mean, how many of you are there in the country or in the world? Do you know?
2: No, I don't know. I'm sure it's over a hundred at this point.
1: But That's still a small number though. Uh, yeah,
2: oh co- yeah.
1: Compared to how many yoga teachers are just in Austin alone, right? Oh, so yeah. so yeah. tell us a little And it's
2: accredited by the way. It's accredited. Just so it's, to add that.
1: Of course. So tell us a little bit about what it is to be a yogi therapist.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. I've been thinking a lot about this. Um, sort of what it is to be a yoga therapist has in a way the same sort of magic of what it is to be a yogi. Mm-hmm. Because the minute you start pointing to yoga therapist, you actually see that it's, it's actually whatever you think it is, it's actually not that either. Yeah. So what it is to be a yoga therapist is really to hold a, to hold a larger lens so that there may be components that are body-centric, They're like um, protocols, um, techniques, and tools to do functional, structural work. There are techniques that are more spiritually oriented, philosophically oriented, but it's really not limited to either either of those. Um, And what I mean to say is that the perspective of the yoga therapist is that, in fact, we are already whole, and that what it is to heal is to awaken the healing process within the client. Okay, and so, as a yoga therapist, what we have are tools and techniques, philosophies, insights, research, which is amazing. There's so much research in yoga therapy now, okay that we are able to then create the environment for healing to to occur okay I mean it's spectacular
1: that's all so so go back, I heard you mention the functional aspect, so that sounds to me like. Uh, like maybe rehabilitation exercises, right is that maybe yeah, like, yeah there's okay.
2: structural there's uh components that might uh, look like or have a similar feel to like physical therapy, okay, We're not physical therapists exactly, okay. right, so there are certain things that are in our scope that are out of our scope We get right. very clear on what those are of course um but yeah, absolutely, exercises that aren 't palpating oriented mm-hmm. are are some of the things that you would see in a yoga therapy session. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So
1: so if I understand this correctly, like let's say, for example, that we share a mutual client. Yes. You know, and I say like, hey, they have knee problems. Yes. Like you would say, I know what type of rehabilitation exercises to incorporate from a yoga perspective yes. in order to help them with knee pain.
2: Yes, we could do that, but we'd also, as a yoga therapist, be this is what differentiates us from from a physical therapist, is we'd also be looking at well, what were the systemic issues that may have caused this uh, relationship to me to arise? Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So we're seeing that what it is to have a human experience really exists on many levels: so on the physical level, on the energetic level, on the emotional, spiritual level, mm-hmm. um, and even you know beyond. So we're looking at that at that sort of paradigm and seeing are there other ways maybe lifestyle maybe uh pranayama are there other things also that can come in and support the healing of the knee? gotcha that's what makes it yoga okay and not physical therapy
1: so then you
2: see even though we're using we're addressing the what they call the anamaya which is the physical level the anamaya kosha uh, we might add some breathing. So now we're addressing the energetic, the pranamaya kosha. Okay. Do you know, it just goes.
1: So so let's say that a person has a knee injury, but they also have mental health behind it. Like maybe it's not necessarily psychosomatic. They actually have like a trigger mentally that causes them to have that exacerbation of knee pain again, right? Yeah. So you're saying not only are you going to touch the physical aspect, but there's a mental and, and mental... Emotional health aspect that you come that comes with yogi therapy, right? Yes. Okay.
2: Yeah, and again, there's scope to that right, right, so we're not uh, Just like we're not physical therapists. We're not psychotherapists. Yeah, but we're looking at the whole person the constitution right, and how is that playing out in a way that's uh, Either bringing to balance or keeping from balance.
1: Okay, that's cool. So yeah, cool. one of the <laughs> one of the things that uh, that Balder had mentioned that that you also really big in is anatomy.
2: Yes.
1: So you have like anatomy seminars and workshops and things that you emphasize in your teachings, right? Yes. So take us through like a typical example. We'll focus on knee pain. So obviously you know the anatomy of the knee. Yeah. Uh, most people understand a little bit about it, right there. But I mean, how would you go about working and trying to implement? The yoga therapy into like knee pain? What would, what would be like a, a look at it?
2: Yeah, I mean, the knee is interesting because, you know, there are so many things that can go on. I mean, I suppose this is true for any part of the body, but we're really looking either up the chain or down the chain. Mm-hmm. So if you're watching and you're uh, new to anatomy or even yoga, there's a kinetic chain that's happening. And it basically, it's saying what you do below is affecting either up the body or down the body. The knee is a perfect example of this because the knee can go out of balance because of some adhesional stuff or some maladjustment here in the pelvis. It can go out because the IT band is tight, because the inner thighs are weak, it can go out because the ankles out of balance. Do you know so right? Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so as an anatomist or um, you know someone who has a strong interest in this as a yoga therapist, that's what I'm looking at, that level I'm looking at that first. And currently, I'm really interested in this uh, uh, strength versus stability versus flexibility model. Okay. And what is firing and what is not, like, turning off. Ah. Right? Because this is what we know is happening. So, like, an, And that's going to be what I'm looking at.
1: So, like, an inhibited muscle. Yes. And you're going to activate that muscle to almost this reawaken. This is
2: what yoga is so good at. right because we're not differentiating so much i mean it can be useful to 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 understand to differentiate but after a while we have to actually put these things back together and see how are they working with each other and if they're not working with each other why right because this because the body is meant to be symmetrical it's meant to be balanced and when it is balanced it is functional right it's it's optimally functional and so this
1: is what we're looking towards i i love it that's great because i mean <laughs> you know this too i always tell people knee problems don't start in the knee
2: right no never yeah and you can't act- <laughs> you can't actually
1: strengthen the knee itself but you can strengthen things around it right that's right, right yeah. that's really cool so mm-hmm. so then you get that so like let's say that it takes a little bit further than that right mm-hmm. like um you talked about the functional aspects incorporating anatomy um, you reawaken muscles, so is there energy work involved with this as well?
2: Well, you know, what they say is where, uh, prana goes, energy flows, so yeah, and again, this is what makes yoga, yoga, I mean, we've, we've, one of the things that yoga therapy has done is it's spent a lot of time really defining things, which is like I said, a little bit strange because it's yoga. Right. You know, you sort of point at yoga, say that's yoga therapy, and you're like, mm, no, it's, but, um, in general, what we're saying is, it's breath and movement. Yoga therapy mm-hmm. is breath and movement. Because not only are we working on that uh, physical plane, but we know when we add prana there at, from a yogic lens, what we are doing, are we are adding the healing components. We're actually shifting the energy pattern. Okay. Yeah.
1: So you're allowing, when you do that, you allow the body to take over and say, we get what you're trying to do, and that allows self-healing.
2: Um. Is,
1: yeah. that too, is that too far ahead?
2: Well, no. I mean, it's just I'm sort of getting hung up on the word body because, again, I'm thinking of this whole larger...
1: The holistic view of it.
2: Yeah, so it's like, actually, what you want to do is you want to add the prana, and it'll change the body. Okay. Almost... Can
0: you define prana? Yeah.
2: So, uh, simply, it would, So uh, prana is like the energetic body. So the pranamaya. If you think of the body as in layers, which is what like a kosha is, um, it's saying that really what it what it is to be human has these five different layers. And the prana, the pranic layer is the animating layer. It's the one where the energy is moving through the system, right? So you have what would be almost like a uh, yogis consider it's been known to be called like a clay. Like just just the physical gross body, the animating forces, the pranic body. The thing that regulates the pranic body is the breath. If you look physiologically, it is the breath that is related to the nervous system. Okay. So if you regulate, you see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. If you regulate the breath, you can actually start to switch the autonomic nervous system. You can switch yes. from parasympathetic to sympathetic, these types of things. So it's the same. So that's the Western view.
1: Right, that is, yeah.
2: But it actually matches the the, the yogic view. I,
1: I, I totally get that. I mean, that's why, yeah. why Balder and I decided... Well, we talked about medical yoga, and I know that yeah. he talked with you about that, and I said... There has to be a blend between energy and physical energy because like you have chakras and meridians, Yes. okay, and uh, ujjayi breath which I absolutely love and I'm still trying to practice it Uh but when you talk about the central nervous system like you did. And
2: so if you go further with this, really go deeper with it. So now what you have is you have in yoga saying uh, the, the prana which is the animating force, is regulating the movement of energy through the body in the western lens we're saying the breath is also the regulating force of the nervous system mm-hmm. and what is the thing that moves the muscles the neuro the neuromuscular response right so if you keep going the more you start adding the breath work to the muscle you start changing the relationship of the ner- nervous system to the to the muscle action you're trying to achieve
1: so when the yoga, Teachers tell us breathe into that muscle. You're saying this is why you need to breathe into them, this is what you're explaining.
2: I mean, probably yoga teachers have different reasons for why they say that, but
1: this is your reason,
2: yes. My educated perspective that's cool. Well, it makes sense because it's like, um, (laughs) right? Let's say I love it when the two come together, the western lens and the eastern lens.
1: Well, like, um, let's say for example, Baldo came home after his uh, teaching one day, he started talking about um, the thyroid. And he was saying, like, uh, there's a certain movement that you do with the thyroid, and I think it was neck flexion, something like that, right? Okay, and so I was like, well, okay, well, why do you do that? And he was explaining in yoga terms. And I said, well, let me explain in chiropractic terms why you would do that. Because the nerve that comes out of the neck goes directly into the the thyroid right there. So you're almost awakening that nerve. The nerve is like a highway.
2: This is where I'm at right now. This is, yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly this.
1: Yeah. So if if your nerves control everything, they control your blinking, your breathing, your thinking, your firing. And if it's not working like it should, you're saying a simple breath can almost reawaken and shift the movement from parasympathetic or sympathetic into parasympathetic.
2: And, yes. And it can also start to create that neuromuscular response in a different way. So what we were originally talking about is how certain muscles either get hypertrophic, you know, they're chronically firing, or they've they've just said, screw this, I'm out. Yeah. And and so then you start bringing breath and awareness to that place and asking it and asking it and asking it to come online and you start to develop a different type of relationship.
1: Come online. I like that. It's true because you're awakening the fibers and the sensors. that are basically going into that muscle. Yes. uh, And you're
2: doing it from a place of parasympathetic response, I'm safe, I'm held, I'm loved, it's okay for me to work together.
1: Now, now I love that quote, but going back to the parasympathetic, can you explain in your mind what parasympathetic is versus sympathetic?
2: Oh, uh- Oh, yes. Okay. Right. So because we hear about
1: this all the time, right? So what, what is a parasympathetic mode that you would see a person experience? Like, what does it mean this to be is, a parasympathetic? This
2: is like rest and digest. This is the uh, relaxed state of being. Okay. Right? I'm at ease. Right. Okay. So, and, then, and this is all just under the umbrella of the autonomic nervous system. There's two branches of the nervous system. The autonomic is, is the one we're speaking of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the sympathetic is like arousal state. And the sort of the coined terms are fight flight freeze okay so the freeze has been added but they've decided that that is a new one there. I like that yeah. Yeah, yeah no it's been added but it's it's definitely in the books
1: so how would you recognize if let's say a normal human being is in sympathetic mode versus parasympathetic mode
2: uh, well there would be there's a couple different things usually <laughs> actually it's funny because um, it's almost like who is it in sympathetic mode? Right. To the point where we we don't even recognize it within ourselves or even with with the people that we're looking at. Okay. So you might have things like digestive issues. You might have things like anxiety or and or depression. Mm-hmm. You might have you know overreactiveness, sleeplessness, sleeping too much. you're going to be skin. Care. I mean, it's really related sympathetic sympathetic nervous system is related to, I'm going to say, I mean, can I say almost yeah. everything? I mean, almost it's everything? Like it's a per- it's personal belief.
1: No, I agree. I agree okay. completely. Okay. Uh, let me, I'll give you an example. So what people don't understand is that every day we're going to be in sympathetic mode, we'll be in parasympathetic yeah. mode, one of the two, right? And yeah. so you hit it on the nail by saying... It's, it's almost harder to find someone who's not in sympathetic mode because it's this all the time, right? Yeah. That's the American lifestyle. We're always stressed out. But if you think about the, the profound effect the nervous system has, um, and I know this is a touchy subject for certain people, but erectile dysfunction mm-hmm. for men. Now, the funny thing about it is the parasympathetic and the sympathetic affect erectile dysfunction yeah. because if a guy is so stressed out in sympathetic mode, they cannot achieve an erection, mm-hmm. which is incredible. To think about: they have to be in parasympathetic mode in yes. order to do that. Yeah. And you see these people because you know they're so stressed they're out, so stressed and out. it's amazing because you're almost like, mm-hmm. if you just learn how to breathe correctly,
2: like uh, this th- is exactly what's coming to my mind because here's the thing: uh, this is we've been landed squarely at what yoga therapy does, which is essentially someone's coming in with erect, you know, uh, ED. Yeah. And. Um, the yoga therapist is going to look at the stress, yeah, versus the symptom, yeah. Because we're considering that as a symptom, uh, a, not a, you know a pathology, yeah. But we're looking at the stress. We're looking at this greater picture that's going to bring them into a state where everything is coming online. Once right,
1: time. and it's amazing because if you're going about it with your method, mm-hmm. then essentially you're switching the nervous system to go to parasympathetic mode, which is something that a pill won't do.
2: Bingo. You hit
1: it. Right. Yeah. So you can give them a Viagra every day, That's and right. then they're going to say, but I'm still stressed. What's yeah. going to get rid of the stress? Well, I don't have to take this pill. That's right. And they're going to look at you like, what do you mean I have to breathe all day? And you're going to say, I bet you don't even know how to breathe correctly. Oh, yeah.
2: That's what right? First thing to right? Yeah. I mean,
1: Baldwin showed me, he goes, you breathe with your chest. You don't even breathe with your stomach. And I was like, what's the difference? Yeah. A huge difference, right?
2: Diaphragmic breathing.
1: Exactly. Yes. So, I mean... A plus right there. So so But the thing is like this is Eastern meeting with Western and I don't like basically blending the two because I think they should go hand in hand, right? They should be part of it. The idea of when you and I see these pictures all the time of a of a hospital in China where they go and they pray before major surgery and then afterwards part of the recovery is acupuncture for a pain relief. Yeah. Instead yeah. of just yeah. handing yeah. opioids, it's acupuncture. And it's amazing because when you unlock the energy that's being blocked throughout the body, that's you right. allow the systems to function better on their own.
2: You see, this is, so like, we can even go further with this because there's, um, there's really this uh, amazing, uh, it's, a, it's just this teaching that basically says, what we know is that the only time the body actually heals is when we sleep. And when we sleep, when we get that healing rest, is when we drop in to that parasympathetic state. So we've just come, we've just tapped straight into like that main root of what we're doing, is bringing the body into place, into that parasympathetic state, because we know that that is where the body heals. And in fact, you know, I mean, if we could all understand that we all have exactly all the resources that we need, you know, to live in our deepest wellness, to really be in our fullness, then, you know, what, what would be stopping? Do you know? Maybe we have to just peel a few things off that don't really matter anyway.
1: Well, I think you brought up a great point, and I agree completely with you. Think about all the people who have sleep issues. you just said right now that sleeping is our chance to heal how many people even have trouble going to sleep or staying asleep they never get a good night's rest they wake up and they're not fully healed they they their batteries aren't recharged and then they're starting that day off like that
2: sympathetic state and it just keeps adding yeah it just
1: yeah exactly and so i mean to say to get rid of stress is is like you know, an, a utopian lifestyle, right? Where you're like, I'm gonna go wander around in the woods forever, you know, right. like. But that's not gonna happen for most of us, right? So they're like, Well, how do I relieve stress? And you're saying it's simple, right? You start with the basics, right? And so, like, what would you say as far as like, if someone was so stressed out and they say, Shanti, I need, I need help. I, I don't know what to do. My blood pressure's getting higher. Like, I'm well, I see, i can not sleep. The
2: thing. It's like even this. Um, you know, Patanjali says. This beautiful thing. He really so the main book in yoga is the Yoga Sutras, and he says this. He says what it is to have a human experience is that there will be suffering, and so I'm going to insert stress in 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 place of suffering. He says that that in fact that we are born into this experience, that part of the experience will will be this sense of stress or suffering, and that it is exactly these things that are 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 awakening us to our uh, divine ourselves yeah. okay so what i would say then is it's not necessarily the stress that's wrong but it's how we are relating to ourselves during those experiences correct Do you see? I agree completely. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, life is stressful. Do you you know? I mean, here we do the best we can, and yet how are we practicing our self-care practices? How are we nurturing ourselves, our lives and the people that we love, honoring them? And how do we have ritual in our life that is really taking care of all those things? And then we can just meet the stresses that are a part of daily life. In a way that where that nervous system, right, that capillating nervous system is just about as equanimous as it can be. And when it's not, we can continue to apply self-love and self-caring to the point that we can just keep going.
1: Right. That we can handle whatever is thrown our way.
2: That's right. In wellness. Yeah, that's In true.
1: In that's wellness. true. I... I... Love that philosophy because that's exactly my philosophy. Mm-hmm. I tell people mm-hmm. stress is going to come from physical, mental, chemical. It's always going to be there. It's yes. how we process and how we handle that stress. That's how our bodies yes. start to show the symptoms. This is my hair turning gray. This is me not having good sleep. Yes. This is my blood yes. pressure going higher. I can't go to the bathroom. You know, yes. like there's yes. so many things that you say, well, if stress is always going to be there, I just have to deal with it better mm-hmm. to a certain extent, but. Like, for example, if you're the teacher, what do you do in your typical routine to kind of like say, all right, I know that even though I preach this, right. I have to practice it myself. So like, what is it that you do a little bit on a daily basis oh, to don't. handle stress? Yeah, how do you help?
2: Yeah, that's, that's really great. Um, I think the very foremost thing, and uh, I really came to this, you know, through my own you know, healing and health learning, is that we must learn to listen to ourselves. We must learn to listen to ourselves. And here's a, and then the other part is that, so in the Bhagavad Gita, they really give a clear um, direction on this. They, they say, um, you, you know when you are out of balance, right? You know, there's, he said, it's a story. Right, and he's reflecting to this person, you're, you're shaky. You're, you're sweating. You can barely stand. You're confused. Like all of these things, this is you out of balance. And he says, you know, the antidote is, tune in, listen, and take action. So for me, my very foremost key step in wellness is it, when I feel, because I do, I'm a mom and a teacher and a wife and many, many things, uh, when I f- start to feel overwhelmed, it's time to take something off the plate. It's time to give myself space where I can give myself space. It's time to say no and be okay with that. And to really just um, allow myself to rest. I mean, this is absolutely number one. Do you know, am I, out of, am I out of balance? Oh yes, I can feel that. What are the tools I need to do? Uh, maybe warm, nurturing food, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, let myself off the hook, and stay home. Do nothing. Practice the art of what I say in class, stillness. You know just and it doesn't mean sit on the cushion. It means sit on the couch and watch the weather Go by and just let the system heal enough so that you can go up and back out in a whole way
1: Yeah, that it sounds so simple and profound at the same time, Mm -hmm. but We don't do that anymore
2: we've convinced ourselves that that um if we don't get whatever it is done, then like the world will come to it. It's just more of that fight, flight, freeze. Mm-hmm. Then the world will come to an end. Oh my God, well you know what? Don't do it and see what happens. The world will not come to an end. Yeah. Do you know? You'll get a little more rest. And when you come back to it, it'll be a fuller, wholer, more complete expression of. Yeah. So I think uh, for me, what I... You know, in a yoga therapy session, it would be different. You'd be really uh, working um, in a different way. But I might just say, give it a try. You know, if we could delink ourselves from um, the doing, put the phone down, the email will wait. Yeah. You know, and we know that the screens do affect, the uh, working of the mind. In Ayurveda, you had asked, mm-hmm. it's a Vata quality, meaning it's sort of this anxiety quality, mm-hmm. and it's it's deepening in the nervous system, it's deepening in the field, and I think we see that more and more. We see it in adrenal fatigue for sure. Oh, yeah.
1: Take a take a phone away from a 18-year-old or a 20-year-old and see how they long they'll go. I don't know what go. to do. Yeah. Or a two-year-old. A two-year-old. <laughs> my son can open up my phone and go to YouTube, like, yeah. like it was programmed in his head, and I'm thinking, like, he's going to grow up being reliant on this, like I am all of a sudden now.
2: Right, so if sleep is the thing that heals, we know that screens actually keep the part of the brain, like we think we're sort of, you know, zoning out, but if you were to scan the brain, it's the same part of the brain that's engaged in, like, task-oriented projects. Oh, yeah. It's not resting, as a matter of fact, and then we're like, we can't figure out why we're so tired. Oh. So, you know... (laughs) I mean, I. This is. I'm not really. I. am not. I. I could care less about screens. Watch them, Don't watch them. Do any of that. But you know, really, let's um, just, just, just rest a little bit, Yeah. Mm-hmm, if possible.
1: I tell certain people who are stressed out. Mm-hmm. I say, go outside barefoot yes. and walk around in the grass.
2: They're very air.
1: And, and people look at me like, what is that gonna do? And I said, well, when was the last time your feet even touched the earth?
2: Yes, very,
1: and very it, good. And it, it, I mean, we were at ACL this past weekend walking around barefoot. People thought we were crazy. And I'm like, this is yeah. like, this is being part of nature. We sat under a yeah. tree and we watched the world go by and just laid there, like completely laid there, yeah. which. That's like a vacation for me. I don't know the last time that even happened, right?
2: I know, and that, I mean, your whole system was probably like, thank you. It was great, yes. Yeah, yeah. like
1: It was like, we don't have to be anywhere right now. This is where you That's have to be. That's
2: what I'm talking yeah. about. Where you don't have, you can just be. Just be. Just, so here's the thing about just be. Again, I'm really into research, especially in yoga therapy. They uh, did all this brain scanning on meditators meditators that really had this just be place mm-hmm. and what they found was that the part of the brain that fired when you were made at meditating was the same part of the brain that was re- responsible for joy I mean really get to the deepest part of that it's like responsible for joy because what if at what are we doing here Yeah. if it's not to really tap into that part of us that can open up and just be joyful yeah I mean we're doing all these things in the service to that and really the thing that takes you there is the just be. Yeah,
1: like what, what's the whole point of existence if you can't be happy? Like I mean...
2: It's actually your true nature. Yeah. It's only the busyness like, that, that uh, facilitates the forgetting.
1: That's true. I forgot that I'm depressed. I forgot that I'm not happy. I forgot that, uh, that there's more important things to life. I mean I, I look at how much I work and I say I'm only working so I can provide for the family. But if I don't spend time with my family, then what's the point? You know, I mean, here I am, I'm gonna work 60, 70 hour weeks, and then the next thing you know, I'm like, oh, I'm 50 years old. Where did the time go? What am I experiencing that, that could be more meaning to my life? And you're saying just be, just be right there in the moment.
2: It, it yes, I mean there are definitely times when we have to you know fo- you know where we we are also here to follow our dharma, right to mm-hmm. to to be to really give the gift that we have been put here to do, but that dharma is um, enhanced by our ability to just be truly present, right? Because it, it, <laughs> what's dharma without joy anyway? You
1: know, yeah, it's just working. That's so cool. So how are we doing on time?
0: I mean, you guys can keep talking. <laughs> I'm talking about being present, like we try to keep this podcast to half an hour, but like, yeah, how That's... often do people just sit here and talk like this? Yeah, I mean, this is this
1: is a very much. It's almost like a relaxing conversation that I I feel within myself to say like, someone's telling me it's okay, just be there and enjoy the moment because this is going to pass you by and I I mean I keep referring back to ACL that's my mini vacation because I get to run into friends the weather's wonderful you hear great music but it's like this it's like my little selfish time to be like this is for me I'm in the present I'm going to enjoy this I mean I cried during some of my favorite songs because to me it taps into something emotionally that we don't get to bring out all the time and even a lady that came in today one of our wonderful clients um, you know, she was kind of getting upset when she was talking about something, so oh, i'm sorry, I don't mean to cry. You have to let that out. You have to be there. You can't walk around stone-faced all the time, hiding your emotions because <laughs> it will eat up you inside. In other ways, it'll come out. But if we can be happy one day and sad the same day and laugh and you know maybe be uh, worried for someone else, and at the same time, everything wraps up nicely to where you can go to sleep at night, soundfully, I mean that's a full day.
2: It's called living, man. It's called living. yeah. That's
1: right. So I, that's that's part of what. You know what I'm it, yeah, that's that's, that's what's what. Happening. That's what's gonna happen. But yeah. to walk around and not feel those emotions, to say there's no high or low, I don't think that's living. You're gonna have highs no, and lows. No, no,
2: that's
1: called disassociation. Right. That has a name. Yeah, that has a name. That's that's true. That's true. I mean, this is incredible. I've never, and I love all my yogis that have been on here and all the ones I've met and practiced with. Uh, but I've never heard him put it the way that you put it, yeah. like that, that's the difference I can see. So, that's, mm-hmm. that's very intuitive, it's so profound, I absolutely love it, and I think that's incredible. Uh, your approach, your, the way, and I, obviously this didn't happen overnight, but it's taken yeah. it's taken some time to get to this point, right? Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Alright. Well, yeah. um, I'm guessing this is probably it for us today.
2: Sure. <laughs> I mean I don't know. You I tell I, me. We'll do a part two.
1: Yeah, we'll do a part two. I think we need
2: to have Shanti on again. We definitely sure. need to have
1: her on again because I have so many more questions and I think we probably didn't even get to touch on so many other things. But yep. where where can we find you? Uh how can we get a hold of you as if people are wanting your your help? how do they find you?
2: Oh great. So you can find me at my website, shantiyogapractice.com I'm actually doing a, a workshop on the twenty first called uh, lines of energy and it's really about you know, the body's telling you a story, how are you holding it? Um, so you can find that on my website as well. And uh, I, say, I would say that's the best place. Now, if you're in
1: Austin, yeah, where do we find you in Austin?
2: Uh, I'm at a couple different studios. I'm at Practice Yoga Austin and uh, Wanderlust Austin. And, um, yeah, I gave you my website. I'm also on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, so, so, you, so there's
1: no excuse. to do a workshop at Yoga Room one of day these days. Yes, we'll definitely yeah. have to do that and yeah. to teach us how to be in the moment. That would be something everyone could use. So, uh, Shanti, I can't thank you enough for coming on. Yeah, I've thank enjoyed you. it. Uh, this is Jonathan signing off from MSW Lounge. Thanks to Allison and Balder for being here. We'll catch you all soon.